1: spark if the match to my first home. Some houses are built to last as people inside and change too fast. I can see their faces looking through the glass not the
2: she get a thing that says... Alright. Welcome to Acts to Grind. Overtime. Tom, that's the branding. I'm Bob. I'm Tom
3: and i can see nicole's face
2: i can see so nicole happened. and who is joining us today
1: nicole casey
2: and, and alex casey what's up caseys how you doing what's up guys nicole, you gotta your video off. Right
1: now. how do i turn my video off
2: there's a little button in the middle <laughs> we're recording remote coronavirus style um this is axe to grind overtime. You've probably gotten the memo by now, but we're trying to crank out some content for y'all. We're stuck at home bored. <laughs> um, Alex and Nicole, thank you for joining us. What's your situation? We'll, we'll do the coronavirus thing really quick. Alex, you just got quarantined.
4: Yeah, I just got an email from my boss uh, like 20 minutes ago, basically telling my whole department that uh, we should be working from home for the uh, indefinite future. So, What do you do, I
3: well, if you don't want me
4: um i'm a product manager for a uh, electrical company um so we work in construction building out um like commercial spaces so okay. a lot of my a lot of my products are remote across the country so i can pretty much manage them from wherever um i don't need to be in the office to to do the work so
2: nicole you got a little bit more of an interesting gig right now because you're you're not you're not quarantined.
1: So, I'm not quarantined. I work in a hospital, but, like, technically in the outpatient facility. So, um, I work in cardiopulmonary rehab. And um, we are open. Um, even though the CDC shut down, like, all gyms at effective 8 p.m. tonight. Um, so, a lot of our patients, like, are still coming in, but then some of them are taking it very seriously. So. Yeah. Um. But then, I don't know. My boss is just an idiot. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what the hospital's thinking. We really should be shut down, but...
3: Right, because the folks that have come to see you are some of the most at-risk people that exist.
1: Oh, my God, it's fucking crazy. So I have, like, 50-year-old patients that, you know, have had heart attacks and had stents, and they're, like, canceling. But then I have, like, 85-year-old patients that are like, oh, it's fake news. I'm coming in if you're open. Jesus Christ. I'm like, all right... It's on you uh,
2: yeah so everybody tell your moms tell your dads tell grandma tell grandpa Uh stay home be safe if you got some serious stuff let's go get that taken care of you don't
0: mm-hmm. let's stay
2: home and stay safe right. um That's our coronavirus update. We're going to keep it tight because everybody's (laughs) hearing about it everywhere, and that's all. You don't need it from us. Um, Thank you to our sponsors, To Live a lie Records, Close Casket Activities, Run for Cover Records, and Death Wish, Inc. Go to the websites. Tom, enter the promo code.
3: Axe to Grind.
2: And Casey's. What do you have to do with that? Spell it out. Thank you.
1: Spell it out.
2: There we go. See, the, the enthusiasm. I told Tom. Tom's had a long day. And I told him getting on the phone with the Casey's was going to be a mood elevator. Um, how, where are you at right now on a scale of one to ten, Tom? How, where are you at?
3: Me, I was at like a 0.5, but now I'm probably about three and a half.
2: All right, cool. We're trying to get it up to a solid five.
3: All (laughs) Casey's, yeah,
2: yeah. we're trying to get it up to a five by the end of the call. Um, what are we doing today? Okay, oh, ooh, that's gonna be nice. Um, we are. We're going full BuzzFeed. We're doing a listicle on you. Um, talking with Alex today, I had full mush brain. It was early. Uh, I was in the on the way to talk to a financial planner, um, it, which is odd in the middle of all this craziness, um, especially because I don't have a dollar to, to, to talk to a financial planner. But um, I started suggesting ideas. And it was like, yeah, I think we did that already. Like specifically that idea, we did that. I'm like, oh, fuck. So um we hit doing a couple top 10 lists and we'll see how far we get. Um but the top 10 list I want to start with is top 10 records of the 90s. Um Was this a hard activity? Nicole, t- was this hard?
1: Okay, so since Alex told me you guys were narrowing it, narrowing it down to just hardcore bands. Yes. Um, Yes, it was hard, and then it's like so many good records are like '89 or 2001. Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of hard. Like you had to do a little research.
2: Yo, uh, the '90s, I I feel very much the same. There's a there's a ton of stuff I like, but a lot of it, you know, like okay, real quick because I'm going to ask both Tom and Alex, was it hard for them too? But like, does everyone on the line like is is quicksand? Do we count Quicksand as a hardcore band in 2020?
3: 2020, no. But for what the list was for, absolutely.
2: Okay, Alex, you're saying you do.
4: Uh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm with Tom. I don't know if they're, they're hardcore like in their current state, but I, I do consider them uh, a hardcore band. Yeah. <clears throat> in
2: 1994, five, six, you know, like to me, and I, I mean, yo, I loved them. I loved them from the get, um, from the first time I ever heard them. But but I was like, well, it's kind of. But I, but this isn't like a band I'd see at the VFW hall or the skate park. And it was always it's always funny because I think like yo, know, it's 2020. Who cares? But uh, but it's it's funny because there's a lot of bands like that to me, whether they're more alt or more indie or more. You know, metal or heavy, you know, it, it's it's a confusing time. Um, Tom, how was it for you making this list?
3: Um, I found it hard just to narrow it down, yeah. Because, I mean, all bias aside, I think the 90s were the best era of, of hardcore. Oh, I, I agree with that. I agree. Whoa, whoa okay, like they Ew. literally start at 1990, there's like six stuff that I didn't count in my list because I felt it was too early okay like the first like five years of like hardcore in the 80s there are some top ones but it's not like all all go
2: yeah 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 yeah.
3: you know what i mean there's a lot of stuff that it's like people like it because it was old okay but i think in the 90s like across the board there's so much shit okay like whatever you like there's something for you
1: i can agree with that
3: okay
2: okay Alex, where are you at? You said you you're picking the 90s as the best decade of hardcore?
4: Yeah, I mean the 90s are my favorite. Um my fa- all my favorite hardcore favorite. Bands okay. and hardcore okay. records are from are from the 90s. Either the 90s or like current times, you know. I mean, sure. those sure. are those are like my my best two periods. Um okay. Yeah. That's definitely
3: not a slight towards, you know, what's going on currently or what, you know. Sure. Also, no, I and like I to say, yeah. just as um since bias or like kind of um, present company may need to exclude certain things, all those <laughs> folks on Twitter that included unorthodox, I see you. Yeah,
2: that, I was gonna say, yo, like, like if you, I didn't, I didn't tell you to look. I know you kind of keep an eye on it, but I was like, if the mood elevator wasn't above five, I was gonna say, yo, s- skip over there, slide over there. There's a lot of people showing you a lot of love.
3: Right, and the people who didn't include us, I see you even more.
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> So, for me, um, you guys want to know the secret? Sure. Yeah. Like the book? No, no. <laughs> or like, like, like the Tom Hanks movie he hasn't made yet? Um, well, he ain't
3: going
2: to make it. All an right. Oh, um, fuck. We can, we can have some gallows humor in here um, as a treat. <laughs> it ain't um, a secret. Well, one, the 90s isn't my favorite, though mm. I, clearly, I love a lot. Uh, two, I didn't do the homework. I'm I'm here to. Uh, I'm the narrator. I'm the uh, I'm red from Shawshank. interesting
1: play.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ooh, plot twist, but <laughs> we. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of make sure it's moving smoothly. I am very fascinated, Nicole. What do you, do you of th- the '90s? Like you're on board that there's something for everybody. Do you think the '90s are better than like the 2000s or now for music? For hardcore, really?
1: Oh, I it, The 90s is hard for me just because I feel like that is when a lot of bands started branching out and doing weirder things that I feel like sometimes we compare so much to because they were kind of the first to break through into different subgenres. So I feel like yes. 80s hardcore is, like, one way. It's very straightforward. It's, like, you know, the foundation and the 90s kind of, like, it's an explosion of, like, all this different shit that kind of breaks out all the sub-genres. So I think it might have to be my favorite. Okay,
3: perfectly said. Thank you. So I feel like it's perfect, because I think the 90s are, and I think that's why it's a favorite, a lot of folks, that it's like, that's the first time that, like, weird shit and bands started doing different things.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: I think that's why, like, you know, no one says, like, I mean, like, those all the bands that are like, we sound like blank, it's usually... Unless it's like fucking straight ahead Or some like 80s band Mm
0: -hmm.
3: It's almost invariably like a mid 90s Hardcore band Mm -hmm. Because that's when it started to get weird Mm -hmm. I don't disagree
2: I don't disagree I I also I think preference for 90s Stuff is really interesting because um, It comes and goes You know like, like yo In the mid late 2000s when the like that no way record scene was popping, like there was a ton of people, and you know it happens every so often where it's like, oh, there's an early eighties like huge Renaissance, or like every all of a sudden people are dying for the rev stuff, and it's like youth crew this, that the other um and I'm never you know it's it's hard because of all that stuff, you always get like a few gems on top and a bunch of stuff underneath that's like dreck. um the nineties Assance has been long and fruitful because of exactly what y'all are talking about, because I'm guaranteeing that there's some people who are hearing this, who are making like stink face at the nineties the love. But, but as somebody who is also saying like, yo, know, for me, my favorite era, hardcore historically is probably eighties. But, um, but I do got love for the nineties for exactly this is the diversity that y'all have spoken of Israel. You can kind of find something from everything the breaking off of subgenres is happening. There's there's something for everyone, and something that I don't think any of you guys have said, stuff starts pushing in extremes in a little bit of ways. Yeah. You know, like, st- sounds start going full-bore in really, like, a myriad of different directions. So you really can find some stuff to, to latch on to. All right. Um, Excuse me. How do we want to do this? I think the best way for this kind of call in this kind of episode is to go round Robin. So, um, why don't we start with uh, why don't Nicole, Alex Tom, and we'll kind of circle around and talk about the records and and go from there. Sounds good. All right, Nicole kick us off.
3: You know what, since I'm going last I'm going to try to not, should should we like if we have doubles, should we just skip the doubles? Like I have 12 on my list. So if if Alex or Nicole say this record i won't repeat it
2: yeah you can you can just when they talk about it be like that's on my list too right yeah
1: that sounds good cool because alex and i already have some repeats
2: i believe it i can't (laughs) can i please say from future from past episodes that we've done the nicole alex dynamic is never better than when it's like this and nicole like nicole just she'll jump alex's opinion if if she thinks it's wrong it's the best when she just,
4: so, like, him, just yeah she's in. like yo what are you doing all right please kick <laughs> us there, off there might be a lot of that today yeah he <laughs> can be a little
1: <laughs> embarrassing sometimes you know
4: <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> uh, we all um, love
1: him. i know well so it's it's hard because alex and i have been together for you know going on eight years now so a lot of us like kind of when we were younger and like growing together has influenced a lot of our music taste. So, you know, it really has grown together, but then there's yeah. a lot of things where I'm just like, what? No, <laughs> you know? Uh, so that's perfect. where you kind of see where sometimes our lists are like, check, check, check. And then he's like, right. And I'm like, total opposite direction. So with that right. being said, my first and probably one of my favorite is only living witness phone model form.
2: Okay. Wow. What does Only Living Witness, all right, sell Only Living Witness to someone who has never heard it?
1: Um, (laughs) No, Um, I wouldn't say that at all, Um, to be honest. I think that if you like, so for me, I guess like Alternative Rock was a huge influence for me when I was younger because I was was born, you know, towards, I'm not even going to say that. So you know what, <laughs> alternative rock was was like my ga- fuck you. <laughs> it's like my gateway yeah. into hardcore, and um, I feel like it's just a record that is heavy and heavy in the sense where it, it is hardcore enough for hardcore kids, but it's just melodic. You can sing along to it. Um, it's just the sickest shit.
3: Okay. Yeah, he's, Joan has got an insane voice. They're super like heavy. Like, I mean, I, I, are they, would you think they're like, would you describe them like somewhat to like Life of Agony? If someone was more yeah. familiar with Life of Agony, like I that kind like of heavy you, with
1: the. I feel like if you like or if you consider Quickstands like kind of teeter tottering on the line of hardcore, I feel like Only Living Witness just like kind of pushes that. To be like this band is alternative, but they're also like very much a hardcore band.
4: Got it. So like with with them at the time, um, were people would people consider them hardcore? Like would hardcore kids, or were they one of those bands that people were like, oh that's not that's not hardcore?
2: Depends on where you were standing and where you're from. I don't think it's I don't think it's unfair to call them hardcore. They certainly played hardcore shows.
3: Yeah, and um, they were hardcore. Yeah, when I was a kid. You know
2: If you were in the uh, Basement of ABC No Rio Maybe not Um, If you were only hearing about them Post uh, Floor Punch show Maybe not Um, But I don't think I think especially through today's lens They're a hardcore band It's It is on the extreme. Like, they don't sound like Life of Agony per se, but I do think if you like Life of Agony and you like like somebody who has, like, a killer voice and that matters to you and there's heavy parts um, and that they're really kind of branching out from, like, like, oh, hardcore song structures, doing something a little different that Only Living Witness could appeal to. People I know from... I didn't know a ton of people who really liked Only Living Witness. The people who I did know who liked Only Living Witness, especially back then, loved them, like, on a religious tip.
1: And honestly, I didn't mean, like, that Twitching Tongues thing to be, like, a diss. I just don't... I think that, like, you made a point with the strong vocals. Like, I definitely agree that Twitching Tongues has super strong vocals, but I just wouldn't compare them. I know that they, like, use them as, like, if you like this or that, I just would never... I would never
4: compare the two. True. All right, Alex, kick it. All right, first one on my list is uh, Quicksand Slip. Mm. So another not um, traditional hardcore record, I guess you could say, but to me, it it is a hardcore record. Yeah. Also on my list. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah.
3: It's ridiculous. Ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's one of the few records you'll hear me say it's a straight up perfect record.
3: Um, and it's still good. Yeah, it Like up. It doesn't age poorly whatsoever. Like you could, if someone said that was recorded yesterday, you go, yeah, that sounds about right.
2: Want wanna want me to go hot takey on this? Yes. Nineties age of quarrel. Okay. I'm, yeah, not that hot. I mean, not, but it's just it's, um, it's that good. It's heavy. It's all sonically as a record i think there's such an it, it works and flows so well um and i love it um i i wonder uh do you know anyone who I, I had a friend who used to hate quicksand um but then it clicked and now i don't know anyone who is really like vehemently like eh fuck that band i might know people who are like nonplussed by it but i don't know anyone who's like no nah, quicksand sucks
3: yeah, I
4: don't. Nobody
3: that I can think of.
4: Yeah, I don't. I don't know anybody like that. That says that either. To be honest. Yeah. All
3: right. I mean, uh, yeah. No, and when that record came out, like to be the, I could be the old guy in the room, please, um, like I usually am. Um, <laughs> but just like it was just so like shocking and just kind of like it, it felt like you were still going to hardcore shows. People were fucking stage and People were moshing. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, yeah. a bunch of times, like I've had to, like I used to. Do, I paid a lot of money to see them all open for Offspring because I wanted to see Quicksand that badly. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. yeah it was um, a guy from Guar. His like he had like a like a heavy like kind of um, noisy like hardcore band. They opened. They were called Capone. Then it was Quicksand and uh, and then uh, offspring. offspring at Roseland. And I literally paid in 1990, whatever the fuck probably 45 bucks and i left before they played i left before uh, the all three went on
1: did anyone see that live set that they did i think it was on jimmy fallon wasn't it like i think it was probably close to eight years ago yeah yeah, yeah. i remember like making a frozen pizza like getting all excited to watch the set <laughs> on my fucking couch
3: <laughs> it's <When> really they, <laughs> yeah it's a perfect record
2: yeah when they first did the first? reunions i uh i remember The New York show, which I I don't remember which venue it is at, the one in Manhattan, Bowery Ballroom. Bowery Ballroom. Bowery Ballroom. Yeah, I I remember. Mm -hmm. We, I think Amanda was late getting out of work. Something happened, and we drove up um, and uh, parked, like like got remarkably close parking to the venue and walk up and get there just as the first song started and I walk in the first thing I did was stage dive so uh, quicksand call way to make that. an entrance are
1: yeah, so yeah.
4: cool man you know just flossing um, <laughs> I remember growing that set, up that set that set at Bowery that oh, you're talking about is like yeah. one of the best sets I've ever seen like I, yeah. I get chills thinking about it still it was so I good I saw
3: music Hall yeah. on that and then they played two nights at Webster and I went to those
4: two. Yeah, I went so, to those yeah, Webster so I. shows
2: Yeah, I, I mean Powerful band. I I, uh, I saw him a couple. Last time I saw them was when they played Saint Vitus on New Year's Eve. It was pretty oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, Tom, forty five dollars in nineteen ninety five is the equivalent of seventy five dollars today.
3: Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was a lot of money. <laughs> and I didn't hey, Yeah, no, I know. Maybe twenty five bucks. I don't remember, but it was like a lot. It was like yeah. off. Their shows are like, expensive. Come out yeah. and play. It wasn't like they were a big band. Um, yeah. And I also remember as a kid. There were two shows going on one night. It was Quicksand and um, Quicksand Civ Texas Reason Mm -hmm. at this place called the Academy. And No Effects and Fishbone playing somewhere else. And all my Herb friends chose to go see No Effects instead of Quicksand. But I went to go see Quicksand. So I won. Yeah, Um, straight.
2: All right. uh, Yo, great pick. Um, pick. Tom,
3: you're up. All right. I'm going to go for one that I would imagine is on everybody's list, but maybe not. Hate breed satisfaction is, is the death of desire.
2: Yeah. Oh, so this is this is the Age of Quarrel of the '90s, actually.
1: Zinger. <laughs> ding ding Am ding. I,
3: yeah, it's um, a it's a pretty perfect record, even still. And the jump that they made from like those other recordings to this is insane. <laughs> it, even like you listen to the Under the Knife demos or like the stuff they were on Comps and stuff, it sounds like one of the worst bands I've ever heard.
2: Yeah. Okay, so here talk talking through this is that, I'm not Jimmy Hatebreed. But <laughs> tell me why satisfaction probably. tell me why Jimmy is why satisfaction is better than perseverance.
3: Oh. Um for, uh probably for me it it, it it might not be in reality. Okay. Okay. Um time and place for me? Yeah, sure. That the time there was nothing else like that. I mean, they would do it. I mean, they stole from Sepultura, but like no one really knew that.
2: Well, and they brought it into a more hardcore template. Like, yes. even if it's a little bit, you know.
3: But like it, it was, you know, those other bands that like ripped them completely didn't exist yet. So you're like, yo, this is like super fast, and also has like the most insane mosh parts I've ever heard in my entire life. It created its own genre, pretty much. Absolutely. So kind of at the time, like perseverance is definitely like. If you were trying to get someone into hate breed, you probably put on perseverance.
2: What do you guys think of that? If you're getting, I agree. trying to get okay, if you're trying to get <coughs> someone into hate breed, you're putting on perseverance. Tell Alex he's muted again.
1: Alex, you're muted again. So hey, Grandpa, just,
4: <laughs> sorry, I had, to, I, had to use, I had to use the bathroom. Sorry, oh, okay. I didn't want you to hear that in the background. I, I didn't want to get the call out. Um, no, no.
2: All right, Nicole, you're saying you would you'd play perseverance before satisfaction.
1: I probably would to a person that got it. um i don't know i mean just hate breed has like i feel like hate breed is a band that you kind of get introduced early on and you you know get super into it and then you're jiving with like the next two records after that and you just kind of they become staples for you and they can kind of be in you know they can cover lots of areas for lots of people as far as lists go so i agree with tom
2: okay cool alex anything on on satisfaction
4: uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it is a perfect hardcore record. It's, you know, it's still, like Tom said, it holds up every track pretty much hits. Um, I do at times feel like it's, it's a little long, like the end of it, um, isn't as strong as like the first probably seven or eight songs. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's what, like 12 songs on the record or am he I over exaggerating? Very
3: little bit. No, you're right.
4: But no, I mean, they're all good. songs. it's just like, you know, I, I have ADD when listening to music. So it, getting through that second half for for anything um even if it is my favorite record sometimes it's hard yeah that's that's going to be a future episode now where we're going to do that's
1: big facts
4: well we're going to do add
2: proof and we're going to talk about hardcore records that you can actually make it through all the way because i i'll say this i think there's a lot of records we talk about either as great or classic that are like like let's let's be real they are they're great or classic you ain't listening to track 11 But yeah, but the the drag by the end. So so that's gonna be keep that one in the pocket, Alex. Can I
3: can I do my funny um, my hate breed trivia? Stupid like stupid. Yes, uh, of course. Let's go. So so when the record came out, I was super stoked because I might have been Jamie Josta on the insert of the record is wearing his indecision shirt. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. So when they but then I see a promo poster. We were on tour in Europe, and I see this promo poster. And they all literally switch shirts.
0: <laughs>
3: so, like, now Jamie Pushbutton is wearing that shirt, and, like, Jamie Josta is wearing his shirt. They literally, like, must have been like, all right, everybody switch. And everyone traded shirts.
1: That's so funny.
3: It's really ridiculous. Yeah. I, I have a funny
1: hate-breed sidebar story when we're please. done with this sidebar story.
3: All uh, right, my sidebar is done. I, okay. I, I secede to you. There you go.
1: So my mom starts working this new job. And um she's like, Oh, there's a bunch of nice, really nice girls in the office, but like I befriended this one girl and um it just happens to be like her her boyfriend owns like this condo, like in our condo um like area, and he's in a band and we should go see his band sometime, da 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 da. So it turns out that my mom's like, we should. I'm like, so what band is you in? I'm like, what band do you want to go? She's like, oh, so I don't know if you know this band, Hatebreed. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> so my mom works with Matt, the drummer's fiance. They're going to get married soon, I think, or they might already be married. I'm not sure on the facts. But yeah, so like, my mom really doesn't have, she always calls my music like scary music. So my mom's right. like, do you want to go see Hatebreed? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um
3: i mean matt Burn is a super nice dude he's so, so you know,
1: nice yeah it would make
3: sense that like your mom would like him because he's very nice
1: so nice and his his fiance is apparently i haven't met her yet but she's really nice but i can't imagine my mom at a hate breed show
2: that's just well, not something it. anyone
4: wants to talk
1: about <laughs> I'm just like no, alex it. and i like try whatever we can to like divert like doing it
4: yeah we were at <laughs> we were at nicole's mom's last night for dinner and her stepdad brought up um because they're they just announced that one tour i forget who's on it but it's playing the chance and he's like yo we're going i'm gonna get t- i'm gonna get us on the list and <laughs> i'm just like shaking my head luckily i think the tour is probably canceled so i don't have to uh go through that right now but um
1: <laughs> what's so bad about it-
4: that
1: <sighs> my family is super italian and they don't like understand like why are these people so angry why don't people smell like frank sinatra
4: either that or they
1: like like terrible fucking country music so yeah like
4: pop country modern pop country shit yeah this is, this is my jamie
1: all right yeah, yeah they're like too happy
2: on a scale of one to ten how lit is a hate breed concert at the chance in 2020 oh sold out
1: the last time we saw Hatebreed had the chance, I shit you not, I caught Jamie Josta's monster wristband and I fucking have it.
2: That's a 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. <laughs> it,
1: wasn't, it wasn't even intentional. We were just like, oh, Hatebreed's playing the chance. Like, of course we're gonna go, it'll be cool. And it just like lands like in my hand, basically. I was like, Fuck.
2: That's way, way better than catching the bouquet at a wedding, right? I know. Like, that,
3: that's real, like. I was gonna uh, ask if you used it as a garter at the wedding.
1: <laughs> i got so, some good pics of alex wearing
3: it oh oh geez
2: not safe for work um no not. i uh i think that you haven't i think if you're gonna see hate breed um from now until the end of time you should try to see them in poughkeepsie or a city like poughkeepsie um because it feels like the most appropriate coolest possible way to see them pretty
1: appropriate
2: yeah okay who's
3: up nicole
2: is um,
1: okay, so I'm a little nervous to say this next one because I don't know how everybody feels about this. Live out loud. But um, Cold Front, self-titled.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I feel like there, it's just, I listen to it all the time. It's cool. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it, it's kind of on its own there and, and it stands for itself
2: um okay i've never heard cold front i hold grudges okay are, oh, okay. are they are they're a new york band yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
4: queens okay. right queens yeah
2: okay i'm looking at it right now um alex and nicole would i like this no uh i think you would yeah okay w- what's it like because in my head cold front sounds a little bit like sub-zero but that's no. only because of the cold connection. <laughs> to, nah, no,
4: it's um. More like it's just uh, to. No, it oh. sounds like. It sounds like uh, Crown of Thorns, Leeway, yeah. shit like that to me. Okay, but not awesome. <laughs> so, do I need to, to know. I need to know the backstory. Yeah, between, I think but Tom, we, we might be and bear yeah. maybe.
2: Yeah. Do you want to do a partial axe grind or nah?
3: Well, I mean, I've talked about. So remember the whole story of how I missed the breakdown show. Oh yeah. They're the band that refused to play before us.
2: Oh, those fuckers! Oh, okay, okay, okay.
3: Um, and they hold a bunch of new jacks.
2: So, whoa! whoa. Oh. Yeah, we weren't. Damn. But, yeah. Okay, yes. yo, um, I will say this. I'm looking at the Cold Front logo right now. Can you guys steal that for Streets of Hate for the next thing? It's not that different than what you got right now.
4: No, 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 no it's it, not.
2: Yeah,
1: actually, I like, I like it. it. I never like. even thought about that
2: and i actually well, we're think that. that
1: we're, we're moving ditching? on to something yeah.
2: new okay I'm, I'm with it i like that new wave all right cold front <laughs> i'm i'm i got something to check out after this podcast i'm excited thank you, um, singer you never heard write,
3: the singer used to write buy cold front cd on all of the um like phone boots oh. like just buy cold front cd so like me and justin used to be like milk bread cold front cd
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at it. I, I certainly have seen this, and I know the name, but I never listened to it. I'm not gonna lie. Doing a split with everybody gets hurt. Not necessarily the way to get me to check your band out. <laughs> However, that said, I am curious about this, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go to GasPoweredRecords.com and order one right now. There um,
4: you go. <laughs> wow, Alex, you're up. Okay. um to me, this is the best New York hardcore record to come out in the 90s, and Whoa. it is Madball Set It Off. That was also on my list.
1: Also on my list.
2: Wow. I mean, it's, yeah. Like, it has to be. It, 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 it'd it be on my
4: list. It's it's
2: undeniable.
3: It's also a perfect record.
4: Yeah, like yeah, no sleeper tracks. Everything's good. Like I can breeze through this without having to skip anything. It doesn't drag or anything like that. You know what's fucked up? Freddie was like 18. Oh yeah, no, it's it's crazy.
2: Who? Okay, so um, I'm gonna ask this question twofold. In 2020, is there anybody who doesn't like this record? Yes. Who? Haters.
3: <laughs> well, I, mean, I think it became well, well, maybe Grin- not them because I feel the, like people, the grindiest of grindcore men? Well, that because yeah. I think the basement people have somehow adopted Madball as their own.
2: Yeah, somehow Madball got got like adopted because the second part of this question was going to be, yo, uh, if you if you were a punk, you really weren't fucking with Madball. Which I will say, if they listen to the record, uh, you know, yo, it's like it's pretty fast, it's like hard, but you know, it's not. It's it's got a lot for somebody who likes who comes from a straight fast hardcore background. You know,
3: can I tell a funny Madball story?
2: Yes, that's Please. what we're here for. Yeah.
3: Sorry. This, this We may want to take this out, but this is, I'm a dork, right? So we're going to some show, I'm at some show, we're going into some show at Bond Street, this cafe in in uh, the village. And I'm standing in line going through, and they're patting everybody down. And who's in front of me? But Freddie. Now, even then, he was gigantic. So he's probably 18 or nine. It was right when this record came out. Yeah. And he goes, these motherfuckers patting me down like I got a fucking Mac 10 on my he turns around to me. And he goes, these motherfuckers pat me down like I got a Mac Ten up my ass, and I go totally. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I probably had Mac- like Mac Ten up your ass, totally. Yeah, like, I got a fucking thugged out Bugs Bunny
2: shirt for
1: sure. <laughs> Bro, I get it, man.
2: <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh, what? Let's pretend somebody hasn't heard Madball at all. The band. This is the first record you give them. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure.
4: Yeah. I think so. Although
1: the second record
3: got some
2: I
4: think I think this is if nobody's heard hardcore period, this is the first record I might give them.
3: Whoa. Heavy. For sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I have to set you on a certain it'll set off, no pun intended, a set it off. A certain lane. (laughs) Okay, and here's a question. What's an easier
2: route to hear agnostic front? first and then madball or to hear madball and then agnostic front because i kinda feel like if you hear madball before agnostic front you might think af is just some like ah eh, it's all right it's not you know what i mean
3: it depends on what era af
2: like 80s like victim and pain like cause for alarm you know
3: right cuz some of the like late 80s early 90s stuff is where madball got this from
2: i know but i think set it off just does it so much better like yes. this is over yeah. the
3: edge but like or oh, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's probably easier to go from AF to Madball. Yeah.
4: What What do we got, Nicole? What do you think? Do you fuck with AF? No. Nicole's not an AF fan. Alex yeah. <laughs> no, that's Alex, okay because Alex I believe be that. In,
1: Yeah, I yeah, I'm just a I'm yeah, I'm a mad girl. I'm a Madball girl for sure. Okay. I think. Yeah, I don't. I no comment.
4: I say. <laughs> I say you got to go you got to listen to AF first actually cuz if you listen to Madball you're going to listen back to AF and be like oh this is not good. But if you listen to AF And first,
1: that's you and might. that's how it was for me and I'll be honest like Yeah. like That's
3: like it is for most people. Let's be honest. Yeah.
1: So like for me listening to AF like and I know so like people just ride so hard for them but like I I can't I can not it's just you know I I listen for sure. Yeah. I I yeah. have lots of respect for what they do but it's just not Madball. All right.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, well, all right. So next, Tom, you're up. No, oh, isn't
3: Alex up? Or you just set it off. You just set it off. Yeah, you, yeah. set it yeah. off. Yeah. you set it off. Um, what else do I have on my list? I'm going to go
4: desperate measures, leeway.
2: Ooh. Sneaker.
4: Oh, was that? I didn't realize that was 90s. I thought that was late 80s. That no, was actually no. 91. I think it was recorded. Okay. Well, Right, it no
2: prob- it might have been recorded, but no, yo, I think that's a good one. Let's let's give a little bit of lore. The deal is, "Born to Expire" is recorded in like '86 or '87, but doesn't come out till '89. Right,
3: mm. and then this one was recorded in '89, I think. It didn't come doesn't come out till
2: '91. So it's it's sort of one of those cool things, yeah. And I think it's one of the latest, like, like it's one of the latest records that people kind of group in with the classic era, like '80s, stuff. right. But it's really a 90s record. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Cool record. Uh, Tom, do you like it more than Born to Expire?
3: Um, it was my introduction to Leeway because I was a kid when it like kind of came out and people, all my friends had it. Um, it might actually be, honestly, to me. It's not Born to Expire is like the fucking Bible, but I think this is my, I prefer. This,
2: this has better chapters. Okay. To me, yeah. Do either of yeah, you guys fuck with uh, Leeway? Love, Love Leeway. Okay. Yeah. okay. Have you ever seen Leeway Live be great?
1: Yeah. No. Well, oh, I,
4: God. I, I, <laughs> well, here's the thing. It wasn't, um I saw them, I mean, I never saw them with, you know, I've only seen like, you know, the current. Uh, sure, sure, of, sure. Of yeah, Leeway, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. or, you know, within the last five to ten years. Yeah. So who knows who was in the band other than Eddie, but. Um. Yes. Correct. Well. Yeah. But they. I thought they were awesome. I mean, they might. I maybe it was just because it was the first time I was seeing him, play those songs live. Yep. Um. But I mean, it was sick to me.
1: It was an interesting. It was an interesting show. That's for sure. All
2: right. Set the stage, Nicole. You got a
4: story. This sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Really. I can hear it.
1: I mean, it was just like.
4: Egh played. Yeah. Leeway played. And it was, it was like, more, what, yeah.
1: what was the venue? It's like in the downstairs. It's super it's fucking Electric. small. Yeah. Everybody's Electric. packed in. Oof. Um, and you got, you know, super young kids. Hmm. Sp- us somewhere towards the middle to lower age range. Then you got, you know, I'm not going to say the O world O word, but you got some
0: <laughs> increasing Easy. age people.
1: So yeah. it was just like. You know, and then you got some mixed in freaks. So it was just an interesting show, needless to say. Like it wasn't a lot of moshing, but there was a lot of really bad dancing that I would never call moshing. Yeah, but it was sick. Like you're seeing leeway. I don't think that if you love that band, which I know I do, that yep. you're going to have a bad experience witness a bad experience witnessing it.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think there's been some horror stories just where yeah. some shit goes whack. But uh, I remember um, I've seen Leeway a handful of times. The last time I saw him was at a VFW in Brick. And me and all my homies are like, oh, this is so sick. Ah, And then I look around and like, I'm like, all right, this is cool. This is cool. But I was like, oh, it's only cool because it's me and our like 20 friends who all love Leeway because we all like got into Leeway from each other. Uh, going crazy. And like, otherwise there's like a hundred people in this room. Okay. That's fine. You know, <laughs> it's, okay.
3: it's time I and mean, space. Yeah. I mean, the last time I saw that, like I saw them in the nineties and they were just like insane when he was like, like a attack, and he was just like one of the best front men like ever. So like the last time I saw them that I remember being like, holy shit, they played um, it's funny. Cause it seems like it was last week, but it clearly wasn't. They played Seabees. Bad Brains played with John Joseph singing. They did yep. two nights, and they were like, "I forget what they would call, it. Like crow Brains or, but what like, No, they no, no. For, it was actually, oh,
2: yeah, that's right. FVK
3: yeah. was 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 John's like uh, other thing. Uh, crow the
2: Regulators. Deal. They did something. Yeah, they did it. It was it was Bad Brains with John singing. You're totally right. right. They did the that for a little bit. This
3: is the one that played Black and Blue Ball, but they did another right. name back in. It, that's the leeway right. played as like a full like with like the full band mm-hmm. like like Michael Gibbons AJ like Jimmy and and Oki and and obviously um uh Eddie Sutton or whatever yep. literally blew Bad Brains off the stage
2: True And I mean exactly. yo that's the one thing legendary is the uh the Bad Brains 89 tour with Leeway <laughs> Yeah where uh it's like Leeway the Born to Perspire t-shirts is Yeah it- Bad Brains were on top of their game on that tour, but Leeway, Leeway handled it and and, was was keeping pace. So that's that's kind of sick. All right, I like them. What's that?
3: It's a sad story.
2: (laughs) I mean, we'll we'll get there, but like, yeah, I mean, it's. You talk about a lot of the hardcore classics and there's a lot of sad stories. It's a lot of like should have been a contenders, you know, uh, absolutely. like even, even the fucking Brad brains, man, they should have been, they got the ba- beastie boys. They got Nirvana. They got everybody right. left and right saying, "Oh, this is like the most important band of the past 20 years. They couldn't get out of their own way. You know? Yeah. Um, hmm. all right, Nicole, you're up next. What do we got?
1: God, I'm fucking scared. Tom's going to like beat me up or something.
3: No, <laughs>
1: I'll just judge um, you for, like, my um so I guess uh Breakdown Blacklisted is going to be next for me.
3: Fuck yeah.
2: Great record. Alex likes that or is he too busy li- is he streaming um Wikifaze right now or
1: God.
4: No, no, no. I, I definitely definitely love Blacklisted. We were, we were Nicole and I were talking about this before. Yeah. Before we called in. Um Some days I might like it more than I like 87 demo. Uh, ah. Breakdown Great
2: record uh, Blacklist It's just
1: so records. effortlessly cool If I can like describe it
2: Yo I think that's a great way to describe it I think it goes down really smooth um, It's in not a way... too
1: complicated It's like Straightforward Easy to sing along to um, Heavy but not Like heavy slow Sick mosh parts People yeah. go off for them um, I love them and I love seeing them to this day.
2: Yeah. And this record, honestly, the song blacklisted as an opener into this, the tracks. It's like, uh, it's, it's a very awesome record. Okay.
3: And yeah, I'm all, like, on
2: this, this, honestly, this might, yeah. And this might make my, my top 10 of the nineties. It's right. It's, if it's not, it's hovering. It's great pick.
1: Yeah. Very, Thank very you.
4: All right, Alex. All right, next for me is Floor Punch uh, Fast Times at the Jersey Shore. Okay. Uh,
2: Personal favorite. Love it. Um, Yeah. Tom and Nicole, any feelings?
3: Is this the go to or is is Twin Killings the Twin
2: Killings? Twin Killings is the demo on the 7 inch, and you have a camp of people who are with that. Um, You want my opinion? Is that Fast Times is faster? And it's the fastest, like, straight edge hardcore record that is that that people ride for. Like, you know, there's a lot of like thrashy stuff that's straight, by straight edge bands, blah blah blah, all that stuff. But like, Floor Punch took their demo and their seven inch, and we're like, yeah, we love New York hardcore, we love breakdown, we love the chromags, we love Raw Deal, but we also love straight ahead. But we're not going to write a record that sounds like Straight Ahead, but what if we took the stuff we were doing and then just went faster? And that's not something you see as a move from a lot of bands when they go from a demo in seven is to an LP. Most right. bands slow it down, you know? I That's an interesting take. Things. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that people underrate about Floor Punch and that when bands try to sound like Floor Punch, they fuck up because they don't go fast. Mm. F- floor, punch, floor Punch on that LP are going real fast. There's some really quick songs on there, and I think as an LP, like I don't know if it tracks in at like 18 minutes. It's it's short, right? Yeah. What do you, it, Alex? Do you like it better than the demo in the seven inch?
4: Yes, I do. Um, overall, it's I, I like it more. But the uh, clear is my favorite floor punch song, and it's not on this record. It's on that one. So, so but let me give. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say I, I do like fast times more than the other the other stuff.
2: OK so here, let me give this to you. Uh, minute 15, minute 30. 48 seconds. 56 wow. seconds. Minute 12. No exceptions. is 211. uh, 102, 133. 58. 138. 108, 125. 57. 203, 56. Minute 16. Wow. Two songs over two minutes. Uh, what do we got? One, two, three songs, four under. songs, one, two, three, f- five songs under a minute. That's so, wild. <laughs> so, and I, that's the thing. People don't talk about it. Short songs, fast songs. Um, yeah, I, I, I love fast times. I was at the boardwalk the night they were taking pictures for the back of the LP. Um, and that's it was funny. And uh, call out to those dudes. We were at the boardwalk every night, every night, and we didn't see those dudes. But we saw them that night, (laughs) and Ah. they took some cool pictures. Um, So shout out (laughs) to them. Um, Great pick. One of my favorite records in the 90s, too. Tom, hit us.
3: Uh, All right. I'm going to go for one that I'm probably going to be alone on this. Maybe not. 108, Threefold Misery.
4: Really good. There, on my the band is on my list, but not that record. Oh. You going with song Separation? No, don't yeah, don't d- Oh
3: he's
2: told. <laughs> <laughs> I was Sorry. waiting for the teeth yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh
3: no. I mean, it was obvious. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Holy Name, like Okay, so here's here's what we can say. The song Holy Name is awesome, right?
3: Yes.
2: Um everything about Holy Name makes me want it to be my favorite one oh eight record, but it's not. No. And uh, also, do
3: you remember Holy Name when it was first put out, it was all on one track?
2: Yeah, it sucked. It was really, really difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the vinyl was odd too. I can't totally remember, but I, I actually bought Holy Name on vinyl before I had the CD and uh, I remember it being kind of funky. Um, Threefold Misery is the 108 record that I'm like, oh, this is totally palatable to a kid who likes heavier or more like Metal core or heavier, just heavier hardcore leaning stuff. 100%. Um, and and absolutely Agreed. the record and the record that I introduce people to the band. And like, maybe if someone wanted to hear 90s metallic hardcore, one of the first five records I'd get on. Wow,
3: yeah, I think that's fair.
2: Uh, for sure. All right, Nicole,
1: I like it, I love 108. Um, you know, getting to see them was huge for me. I was never really ever into 108, but Alex's whole family is like huge 108 fans. Um, <laughs> and we all actually went to go see 108 together. Um, I mean, so they're kind of a band that grew on me a lot, and I respect everything that they do and I, and I love them. Where was the show? Um, we went to actually two of them, didn't we?
4: Yeah, um, the one that we went to with my parents and my siblings was in, um, well, it was mean- at some like no, was it, it in was Jersey? in uh, it was in Jersey at like yeah. it was like a yeah yeah a
1: DIY It looked like an art center or something, yeah. kind of like yeah, a it was rec me, center. Lendington, New
3: Jersey.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: I've never been there before. They had some good coffee down the street, though. <laughs>
3: right, and they, it was like an old bank that they turned into like a DIY art center.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes.
3: There's pictures of me in the vault. That's that's
2: the only. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I can remember this. 108 for me they i I've talked about this like there was I, I wanted to like more metallic hardcore, but there was a, most of it didn't really hit me, but 108 was the one that I hit and kinda because of the bad production on Holy Name and Songs of Separation, I uh I kind of fucked with it. And it sank into me, but I would listen to the records and I remember, like I had those records from very young and then would listen to them over and over and eventually it kind of clicked. So they were kind of a grower on me too. The record that, that was more, and I'll be, I'll be honest. The first time I heard threefold misery, I got it right away. Like I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like they figured shit out. The production's better. The songwriting was tighter. The songs were actually heavier. And uh, it worked a little better,
3: so shout out to right. one hundred eight. Do you think for you like that they kind of broke through because like some of your OGs were like ride for Rob?
2: No, because
3: for, for, it, for Vic too.
2: Uh, no, because half of them don't ride for Rob, and, and oh, it's all, yeah, <laughs> and I don't like like Jeff definitely rides for Rob, but I, I was pretty into one hundred eight before I even met any of those guys. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, got it, got it. And Vic, Vic's such a polarizing character. I've yeah. Oh, yeah. heard really good things and really bad things. Not, you know, from, from all different angles. So, um, fascinating people. Weird. Hardcore draws weirdos. What a what a story. <laughs> Facts. Um, okay, Nicole, you're up.
1: Um, Okay, so Life of Agony, um, and it's going to be River Runs Red for me, even though I love Ugly, and I was like going back and forth between the two, but, you know, the one that resonated to me the most was River Runs Red, and then I kind of came back to Ugly like later on, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like I feel one of those records that hardcore Hardcore was so cool because you learned so much kind of about life when you're... When you're a kid, through sometimes music and Life of Agony was that like band for me that was like super, you know, emotional and talked about real shit. And I'm emo as fuck. So I love that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I co sign this one.
1: Respect.
2: Yeah. I respect it. I do. Uh, is Life of Agony your favorite band of all time?
3: Me? Top five. That record. Oh, wow.
1: 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely up there for me too.
2: I, I, mean, yeah, from I
3: Brooklyn, you know, like, yeah,
2: I, I like the song River Runs Red quite a bit.
1: Um,
3: quite a good yeah. Reach the Sky cover.
2: <laughs> Have you ever heard the blacklisted cover of it? Amazing,
3: really good.
4: Yeah,
2: Alex, how much do you like Life of Agony?
4: Oh, I love them. Um, this like River Runs Red and Ugly, I love probably. Equally, I mean, I know River Runs wow. Red is like the, cl- the classic one, but honestly, yeah. I think Ugly is my personal favorite one. Um, Ugly is
1: the shit.
2: What is the difference between River Runs Red and Ugly, if you had to, to
4: point it out? Um, yeah, Ugly is more like leaning into like the uh, alt-rock if rock world. If like, you yeah, love singing
1: and pretending like you have a good voice... Yes. You fuck with
4: ugly. <laughs> <laughs> They're a good still,
2: in the car right. by yourself band? Yes. Yes. Hell White yeah.
1: Fruit. I'm belting that shit out. I think I'm like Diana Ross or something. God help me. <laughs> with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly
3: beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
4: No, Lucky
3: Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. tag team jane child meredith brooks looking glass sean mullins eiffel 65 emf crash test dummies crazy town chumbawamba we have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week so pass the duchy make sure you're connected and subscribe to one hit thunder wherever you get your pods
3: hey this is chris swinney formerly of the ataris and currently host of that one time on tour part of the sound talent media podcast network
4: Okay, um, next is Crown of Thorns Trainyard Blues. Cosign.
1: Cosign. not on my list, but like number eleven. I didn't want to make our list too similar.
3: but I appreciate that. I appreciate
2: that. Tom, does does Trainyard Blues make your 10 or is it right outside? I uh, would make my 10. Oh, okay. All right, there we go. Um, Crown of Thorns, sell them to a fast hardcore kid, Alex. Uh, okay um who is who is let me give the perspective they're saying crown of thorns you mean that danny diablo dude that dude who was in scarhead that dude who was <laughs> in uh what was this thing after that well whatever um, that yeah. that rap metal suppose- uh crown of thorns with a Z? Uh, I don't know all
4: solid. right so here's here's the thing about crown of thorns first off um i'm a new scarhead fan I recently um, started listening to Kings at Crime, and it's...
1: Started punishing me, you mean?
4: Um, Yeah, just a good New York hardcore record. We don't have to get into it, but I love it. You just Um, like, because it's KAC, sounds like your last name. Maybe, maybe that's it, I don't know. But um, Crown of Thorns, like, prior to me um, actually ever listening to them, I did have that um, perception of them being, like, overly heavy... um, you know maybe like yeah. thugged out band but they're really not that i mean really they, not they are they are i guess based upon you know who by is in the band. uh uh yeah by um police record yeah sure Perception, yeah maybe. um which i mean is is something that's appealing about them to me just because it adds to like the whole mystique behind the band you know um but good word it, they, <laughs> think, um, they really, they really just sound like burn or leeway to me. in reality,
2: I think that's not that's not a bad place. I think if they you also off, emo like, as fuck version, too. Yeah, they are. Um, Trainyard Blues is the record to check for them. Um, if you are listening to this and you're more of the past hardcore persuasion, I was that person who was like Crown of Thorns with a Z, the dude from Scarhead. Eh. so i didn't listen to it for a solid 15 maybe more years uh and then i heard it and i was like oh okay um and that's dijon right
3: right yeah so if you like the break blacklisted record same. Mm-hmm. Dude.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah and 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 there's some cool guitar stuff going on there there's Very a lot cool. of different a lot of different stuff and like major respect to Ezek because I actually think like lyrical content's cool and fun and like
3: He writes about the comic he writes
2: about comic books. Yeah, Juggernaut. I, I mean <laughs> somehow it's like um the lyrics are honest, and sincere, but then also sort of self aware and in a way like he doesn't have to be overly sensitive or overly serious on every track. It's it's a cool record to check. And if you're someone like me who prefers 80s New York hardcore to 90s I do think this is one of the records I'm like worth a check to see how the whole thing evolved into you know like it's probably in the top five New York hardcore records that I'd say if you're more into 80s shit go give this a try and see if you can rock with it
1: yeah Yeah, it's pretty raw that's one of my favorite things about it too it's like like you kind of said he's not trying to be tough in every song he will write he was writing lyrics about comic books and other things I mean, it's just a cool album. It's you know, it's rough, it's raw, and it's cool.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it because it's raw on a lot of different levels. Um,
3: all right, uh, Tom, you're up. I'm up. All right, I'm going to go for one. I don't know if this, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to. I'm not going to it. We're going to. You no. know what, Nicole? We're going to live our lives. We're,
1: We're going to live our lives. Let's you know go. live out loud. Tom. I got your back, no matter what.
3: <laughs> one of my all-time favorite records, and probably my favorite heaviest, my favorite heavy record. Master Killer for Marauder.
1: Mm. Hell yeah.
2: Tom, would this fall on the list of for people who are more into 80s New York hardcore, but like saying, hey, you got to check out five records from the 90s, would Marauder Master Killer make that list? Yeah. For New York hardcore?
3: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I can see that. Because most of those dudes got into metal.
1: Definitely. I wanted to put it on my list, but I didn't want to have repeaters, you know?
3: No, of, course, of course but no I, I, I talk about it t- way too much i i defer to nicole i'd like to hear her or or alex their thoughts on it
2: hit us master killers
0: alex.
1: oh my gosh i feel like i talk too much alex you go
4: all right um so i mean yeah i it's not on my top 10 it, it was probably in the top 15 if i uh, there uh I don't know. I mean, it's just like I wouldn't say if somebody likes '80s hardcore or '80s New York hardcore, they should listen to this. Honestly, no. Like, if you if you didn't like if you liked like Killing Time, you don't think this would be like oh, okay. No, nah, I mean maybe like the demo, not Master Killer though. Master Killer is more like to me. If some if, if someone's like in the '90s, they're into like Sepultura or. Something along those lines, I'd be like, yo, if you want to check out something that's like that, but more hardcore, you should listen to this. Hmm.
1: I love Marauder. Um, they're definitely like, if I want to, you know, work out really hard at the gym, I'm putting on Marauder. Um, <laughs> I think that it's just a it's just a great album. I mean, I, I love it. I love Marauder. I didn't want to be too redundant, but I think it's a great album for sure.
2: Alex, I'm getting the sense this is a divide for you. You're not? Are you not all in Camp Marauder?
4: No, I, I love Marauder. This record is it was definitely very close to my my top ten, but it's just okay. not quite there. Okay. Um, okay. You
3: go Marauder or All Out War to scratch your metalcore itch? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> that oh uh,
4: was that's, so. That's a biased
1: good, question. That was so well,
4: good, Nicole. Oh uh, my god. If um, there would be no All Out War without Marauder, so I guess you'd have to say Marauder.
2: Thomas is the best Marauder recording.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. I love the demo, but it's also a time and place. This is like a perfect fucking. I don't love this type of music, and I only really fuck with All War and Marauder and Hundred Demons. But like, I think the, those three are the, the the fucking the Trinity. Other than everything else, is Pale's We went wrong
1: about me. that.
4: You know, what did I'm you um, did you like? Five Deadly Venoms Marauder Or was that like um,
1: I thought it was okay
3: That was a, a, um, a demo recording That wasn't meant to be released Right um, But my buddy Mike That played in Candaria Played on that record But like that was like Kind of like a Like hey this is what we're working on And they sent it to like Whatever Century Media And then Central Media I mean I'm sure Marauder Fucked around and didn't have whatever And so Central Media Just was like Well there you go and they released that. So it was like an incomplete thought. But I thought there were some good songs on that.
4: Yeah, uh, I like, like it. It's definitely... You like what? I like that last Marauder record. God Is I? Yeah. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, the lyrics are bad compared
3: to the earlier stuff. But it's fucking hard. I think it's great true i skip i skip brutality i gotta be honest
4: with you if we're being honest oh true Uh, i forgot i honestly forget about that record so (laughs) i think most people would like to
2: is there anyone oh real quick on marauder is there anyone who who is a marauder like head who isn't picking master killers that are number one recording i bet you
3: there's some people out there that want to seem cool (laughs)
2: <laughs> and are going, like, Demo or Eddie Sutton Demo? People go Eddie Sutton Demo, and you're on drugs.
4: <laughs> no? I do love I love that demo, though. I mean, it's not the same, but I do love it.
3: Would you put that above the Minus Demo or Master Killer?
4: No. Exactly. It's good. It's not fucking either of those. I mean, to me, Jorge's the best Marauder singer. But oh, 100%. <laughs>
2: All right, Nicole, take us take us away.
1: Let's go. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, so I'm gonna go. Super touch. The Earth is flat.
2: Ooh, okay. Now we're talking. Um,
1: On Alex, your own.
2: <laughs> I know. I, I'm in. I, I'm not in my top ten, but I do really like this record. Got it, young. Um, what do you like Wait, about Tom, it, Tom? You don't
1: like Super Touch? No. Wow. Really.
2: I find it so boring.
1: Wow. Okay. Interesting.
2: Uh, Nicole, what do you like about Super Touch?
1: Everything. Oh, yeah. Um. There, I mean, I think that they kind of like stand where I, how I feel about Only Living Witness, mm-hmm. like, just really groovy, but also heavy, um, strong vocals. Uh, I love everything about that record. Alex and I listen to it all yeah. the time. Still, always.
2: Um, yeah, the first record I I, I remember getting it and f- being like young because I got a young like there's a good chance I heard I, I owned a Super Touch record I owned that Super Touch record before I owned a Judge record um, and like before I really listened to Judge I listened to Super Touch and it kind of I remember being confused but liking it and there were a few tracks that really stood out. Um, I get it when there's people like there's a lot of people who are like yo Supertouch one track band you know mm. um, searching for the light but for me the LP is really cool um, I love it it's hard to it's not a record I recommend to a lot of people you know what I mean like you yeah. have to you have to send up little flags for me to say like oh you should check this record out it's like a secret I think there should be an Earth is Flat secret fan club
0: Mm-hmm. Where For sure. like
2: where it's just like Kyrie got- runs it. <laughs> yeah. He he's he's saying, he's like, Do you really think the universe is real? Um,
3: <laughs> that ain't round, come
2: on. But but I I think that this Flat is cool. Uh Alex, any thoughts on Earth is Flat? You fuck with it?
4: Oh yeah, I love it. Um I mean I didn't I didn't I've always loved um Super Touch pretty much since I first heard him. But when I first heard him I think I heard like the the wmyu set or like the seven inch yeah so comparing that stuff to the earth is flat i i was like oh this is like a a weird later era record that you know i'm just never gonna like because it's just a different thing but listening back it's it's not i mean i grew to, to love it um for different reasons you know
2: yo tom all right i'm gonna i'm gonna make my effort to sell you on this what was the i'm gonna check out cold front and um the, who knows if I'll like it? Well, I'll give it a try. <laughs> don't, don't do that on
3: my account.
2: No, no, not on your account, but but on, on Nicole's account. This is like a, okay. a pay it forward thing. Sure. Super Touch live on NYU. Time? Okay. One, New York City. Two, I think Super Touch is mostly New York folks. Three, it's live on NYU. You have a you you got some love for live on NYU? I definitely do. Four, it's recorded on St Patrick's Day. Okay. And Mark Ryan's is, like shouting it out. He's like, he's, yeah. he's about it. Um, five. It's by far their most hardcore and it might, it's one of the better sounding NYUs from like that era. So, nice. so give I mean, it I'd, a try. I listen
3: to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I'll, I'll re- i promise I'll revisit the LP and that.
2: Okay. The That's LP is definitely something else, but I fuck with it. Um, mm-hmm. the song, what if, how do you feel? Oh, fuck. Um, all right. It's uh, this, I
3: like I love looking back at a bold is, yep. how close is this to that would you say
2: there's some parallels certainly um, okay. but there's some parallels and it's more melodic like you know what if you're in the mood for moody Alti indie early 90s stuff, but also a, a, but also a little hardcore. Like like okay. I'm thinking I'm th- like like, if Sam I am's a little too poppy, and like, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Like um, seaweed. Yeah, like if seaweed's just a little too cleaned up, and you're like, man, let me let me get something a little bit grimier, uh, Go for the Super Touch LP when you're in that zone. Okay. If you're looking for hardcore, like like true. Fucking New York hardcore. Mm, it's hard to put this here just because it's For such sure. a different thing. I, I fuck with it heavy. Cause it's it's truly one of the weirdest hardcore records that I think is really out there.
3: Right. I mean, mind you, I've listened to it a bunch. And,
2: I believe it. I believe it. I've
3: seen them. It just never really kind of hit me as much as like so many people are like, dude, that's like one of the best New York bands. It yeah. It never I, really I, hit me. Yeah.
1: I, I, I don't know. I just, I always revisit it. I love it. Um, It's just, you know, it stands out to me.
2: Yeah, and the, this is not one I try to sell people to, just because I love it. It's it's really okay. good, but I also, it's 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 so weird. It's either so, you
1: like it or you don't. Yeah, kind of thing. Right. You know?
2: right, right. Yeah, there's the definitely not. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's not there's a there's lot of middle. Nothing
1: wrong
2: with that. Yeah. Okay, Uh, Alex, you're up. How many more we got? We got a few more.
3: Oh yeah. We're mm-hmm. just doing 9 uh, We're
2: going we're gonna to save the next list for uh, another episode. Maybe we'll record later this week. Sure. Okay.
4: Okay, next for me is... This is kind of an oddball uh, one, but I want to see if you guys have anything to say about it. Um, shift Spacesuit. Love the Shift.
1: Oh, I Dude, love yeah, Shift, too. I, I was nervous what you were going to say. How can you beat me up and not Alex?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> I do love... I love... I actually love all the, that EP and then that EP on, on Equal Vision, that LP on Equal Vision. I even like the Get In record.
4: Oh, so do I. Yeah, I was having yeah. this conversation with, um, with Kyle Nyland and I. Shout out. We're watching uh, Shift live videos the other night, and we were just wow. like, I, I don't think anybody really big ups this band or even really they, is, they is aware of them They didn't even
3: go anywhere back then.
4: Yeah, no, I think, and I think that's probably why. Um, but their whole catalog is pretty Listenable and pretty good I mean, I, I like everything um, Even, even you like you said this, your hands, I'm sorry, go ahead No, even like the uh, the Major label record, if it was on a major I think it was, but yeah, it was, even that it one's was. good
3: Yeah
2: Okay, I haven't heard Shift since 1998 Tell me why I should check out this record
3: Is Quicksand too heavy?
4: Then let me Give you Shift Oh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's in this it's in the same wheelhouse I'd say for sure.
2: Okay. And you're saying spacesuits the record.
4: Yes. Um, yeah. That's yeah. All right.
3: I mean it's like um, into another and quicksand and all that era stuff on
4: yeah. one. Yeah. 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 But it's also more more like on the emo side of things at times yes. too. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, I think honestly, um I think the new higher power record reminds me of this band a lot um, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways so if you like that you should definitely be listening to this I think those guys those guys are influenced by this band um, so Wild. that's a very that's
2: a good uh, oh yeah that's a good modern comp okay compare power to shift hey real quick Spotify Spotify shakedown shift guess the monthly listeners
4: 600. 102
2: 969. Uh, wow. Into another, guess the monthly listeners, into another.
1: 3,500. 20, 20. 20?
2: 20,000. 20,000, okay. Alex, what's your guess? I'm going to say like 2,500. Uh, 1,900.
1: Quicksand,
2: Quicksand, what's the monthly listeners? 65.
1: I'm going to go 80. Like 80,000. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm going to go 10,000. 59,000.
1: Ooh.
2: Wow. All right. What about Respect. that scope? Yo, that's shouts to the goat. Um, <laughs> that's right.
4: Yeah, Uncle Wally.
3: Uh, Alex, you have to find the uh, the shift demos. Oh,
4: they sound like bulldoze.
3: Like, I'm sorry? Because it, it sounds like bulldoze? Well, one does. Yeah. And the base, there's a part, there's a mosh riff that he goes, a mosh call that he goes, What you going to do when I take out your whole crew?
4: Wow. Well, what are you gonna do?
3: <laughs> that guy probably not But uh, <laughs> but then there's a demo after that when they go. Full, then they, they become the shift that I think it's called Turnbuckle is the record. Yeah, Turnbuckle. Yeah. Is is that the one that's the the more like the shift as we've come to know?
4: Yeah, I think the first one that's more like New York hardcore <laughs> sounding has the graffiti on the front and yeah. the Turnbuckle's the like the more alt-rocky like yes. transition type. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit
3: all those records.
2: And I'm looking pop. at the shift promo photo that's on Spotify, and picturing any one of these individuals because I can't tell who the singer is saying, uh, "I'm going to take out your whole crew." Feels really unrealistic, but the bass player <laughs> said it.
4: Okay, it might, it might. Yeah, so I think that the there's a. They ended up having uh, a the drummer of Hole played for them at one point, or she went on to play in Hole or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and Motley Crue. Right. Yeah. So I, I just that the other day too.
3: Yeah, she's been them for forever. She was great.
4: Big spinning
3: uh, drum kit shoes to fill. So, um. yeah. I mean, shocker! I cannot tell you how many people my age group would just go and like fawn over.
4: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah,
3: like it was hey. like, oh my god.
4: But were they like so? All right, you saw? Did they, I assume they played New York a bunch? Like at uh, the time um would people go out and see them or were they kind of always like a whatever nobody really cares type band
3: i mean i think they were like main support on some cool shit um, yeah i saw them like at like irving plaza with garden variety and into another and it was like probably half full but then yeah. like they would pack out they would do well like they were like a wetlands coney island high level band
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. tom correct me if i'm wrong My memory was they were totally in the like that quicksand vein, the post hardcore vein, but they were all they were just like also ran, never was like it was just they just never quite got up the
3: hill. Yeah. I mean, they got signed, but again, never kind of it never Never came together. No. Okay.
2: Uh, Tom, you're up. Um,
3: let's see. I feel all of my other ones are gonna be all like I'm gonna be all by myself here.
2: Uh, All right,
3: one of my favorite, favorite, now this is aging me, my favorite nineties records is In This Defiance by Strife. Mm.
1: That's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah. Have you ever listened to it? Yes, unfortunately. No, I'm kidding.
3: (laughs) I feel like it's the perfect like mixture of like super fast and mosh.
1: Respect,
4: Alex. How Alex, do you feel about? Yeah, no, nah, you. Yeah, you can keep that one. I'm good. On Is that. it because they're sellouts, or are you just never liked? <laughs> no, I, I see. I, I I didn't like. I mean, you know, everyone likes Blister the track. You know, like that's yeah. the one song that I like from them. But I never like their records. Just never really did it for me. Um, and then when I started seeing them live, it, I was really I was just out the door. You know, really? at that point they great. Yeah okay uh, i, mean, there's I didn't a, see it. yeah
2: there's so many people who would who this is on the top of their nineties lists, yeah, um, so you know um for sure when when I've heard strife randomly um in the past five years, I haven't been offended by it in any way, I think I might have listened to it for some activity and was like, oh, this is Significantly better than I remembered because when when I listened to it in the '90s as a teen, I was not with it. But there's some there's some superficial reasons for that too. Um, but uh, yeah, this doesn't hit my top ten list. But like Tom, I think you found the only three people you could have a, a, a Skype party with who, who would push back in this way. So oh, right, so. I could get
3: one person on my side.
2: Yeah, you're you're not in this alone. We'll we'll. we'll <laughs> Text, text Lenin from Eco Strike, and he'll he'll start ranting for us. Um, <laughs> all right, Nicole, you're up.
3: there,
2: you go. Oh, that's right, that's right. Oh
3: yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to go with Death Threat Last Days.
3: <sighs> good pick.
2: Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> good. Wow. Yeah. Uh, am I crazy because this is my favorite Death Threat record?
4: No. Nah, I think that's that's the right the right thing. There There's a lot of people who go people. peace and security. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean I love I love peace and security, but I think last days is is where right it's at.
1: Peace and security I think is a little easier to swallow.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah. The recording I think so.
4: quality is better on peace. Yeah. Last days is pretty raw.
2: Yeah, that's why I like it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that robot voice. It's
2: so weird. And it it's just. So, what a
3: voice. What a decision. It,
2: yeah. It's great.
3: It makes re- no sense, but it's perfect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I got into that at a weird time, but I really, I, I still listen to it and, and really like it. Um,
3: I fuck with Death Threat Heavy.
4: Shout well, I'm
1: out to a Death Threat fam.
4: I read a review of Last Days in an old zine recently that Chris Weinblad wrote, and it said. Um, if Chain of Strength had Hatebreed style mosh parts, um, and I don't know if you know, I don't know if that's what I hear, but it's a good description of Death. Yo, threat
2: let, so. let me put this out there: yeah. that's not the only Death Threat Connecticut review I had that specifically mentions Chain of Strength,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: I never once heard that. But no. okay, <laughs> you know, no um, shout I mean, out. Hatebreed
3: makes sense because bolder. Exactly. Yeah, right, right
2: shout out trip machine shout out chris weinblad he's uh shout out
1: chrissy
2: yeah King of um, the un- <laughs> un- uncle trips tom <laughs> should, Ray- we Ray- on? Ray- should we have him Ray- on should we have him on one of the corona back. uh yeah grandpa trips should we have him on one of the corona Ooh. virus episodes should he be on overtime
3: I mean, we could because we can hang up if he gets too uh
2: too wild Ooh.
1: Uh,
2: oh maybe we Damn. invite all right you know what we that might invite important. him for the next call the next list
1: yeah as long as i'm not on that call
4: Oh, you don't want to be on? We, well, we, no, well,
1: I'm kidding. I love Chris. You we need to be on. Sometimes, oh, you know? It'll
4: just be Nicole, Chris, and you two. I'll, I'll just be expected on that <laughs> one. You're going you're gonna to go
2: sit in the bathroom and mute for the whole time. <laughs> It'll just be
1: me and Chris criticizing each other it, for it's 45 minutes. Would have to hang up on him.
3: Like, that would be, like, real. <laughs> that would be, like, Twitter. Like, it would be pretty hot. We might have to stage that. <laughs>
2: okay, we're working on it. We're like, working hey,
3: fuck on. Fuck you! I don't want to hear another story about him, and then just hang up on
2: him. He's got really good stories.
3: Oh, I know. He hung out with some oh, and yeah. lived with some very strange people.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh yes. Yeah. So uh, next, <laughs> who's it, Alex? You're up.
4: Um. In my opinion, to be skip Nicole. Nicole. No, Nicole, just, no, no I just death
2: had that. You been oh, not yes, paying okay, attention sorry. to your
4: wife. No. Come on, man. I got lost in the machine bullshit um all right um speaking of uh this one all that at shrugs crucified no not not at the shrug sorry all of
2: those who are crucified
4: yeah um yeah i mean they it's just the best i don't know to me uh like as far as this style of hardcore goes it's like the ultimate the ultimate record the ultimate um like time for uh that band and yeah. The Hudson Valley, um, like this was like the first, the first band from here that was probably like, you know, mattered to anybody outside of like the tri-state area. You know,
1: that's you know also on my list.
4: It wasn't on my list, but I back it. Like this is,
3: this is like one B to Marauder to massacre or one A for me so this style. Um,
2: where does this fall, like? <laughs> What year does this record come out? Ninety-eight. Yeah, ninety-eight. So could it be like uh, Master Killer for those who are crucified, and um, what's the, the Stigmata Fr- record?
3: Oh, oh,
2: for the yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like is that is that a is that a holy tr- trinity of uh, New York to New York State um, heavy metal hardcore madness?
1: Yeah, I mean, yes. it's pretty on point.
2: Super dirty. A lot of a lot of dirty dudes doing dirty stuff.
1: Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Is My that rough? Teacher. No.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. I, I mean, I, I get uh,
1: where you're going with it.
2: Just grimy. I'm not saying right. the people Don't are dirty. Literally. I'm saying grimy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. yeah. On, for
1: sure, for sure.
2: I'm on like some some meta shit here. It's like a, it's grimy music for grimy <laughs> people. But it's like, exactly. wow. but you t-
1: trying t- to say Yo, the Hudson Valley is grimy? That's, I'm saying yeah. the Hudson
4: Valley's gritty
2: as
1: hell. <laughs> I've been to Newburgh.
4: <laughs> yeah, Newburgh, Poughkeepsie. This is Shout Poughkeepsie out. metal right here. Yeah. This is yeah. street yeah. metal. This is this, real street this. metal. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right.
4: All right. Alex, sell all out war to me. Sell this record to me.
2: Oof.
4: Um,
0: yeah. Tough.
4: Yeah, that's hard. I mean, I don't know. Like, if hardcore kids try to sound like Slayer.
2: Okay.
4: Which Slayer record, though? I feel uh, like it's rain South of blood.
2: Heaven, not not Rain and Blood.
4: I was uh, either one.
2: If it's Rain and Blood, let's talk. If it's South of Heaven. <sighs> oh, um, but yo, know, there's people. You know, like y'all, y'all don't know me. Y'all, y'all good. Um, Tom, what yeah. you got?
3: Oh am I uh, my next pick? You're up. Oh man, what am I going for here? I'm looking at my list. Everyone's gonna make fun of me for all of them pretty much. Uh I don't
2: think you caught any shade yet. Oh no, you caught some shade on that strife. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm trying to make up for that. <laughs> um, um, all right, for me, I'm gonna go unbroken life, love regret. Mm-hmm. We're doing LPs, right? Not e not necessarily yeah, savages.
2: Yeah, like for the most part, it's been mostly LPs. I had that thought when I was trying to put together my list because there was a bunch of like EPs I would include but it's it's tough so uh Unbroken Life Love Regret yes Alex and Nicole go in
1: um it's cool I like it definitely not near my top 10
4: AC Um, definitely a good important 90s hardcore band Um, of the like new age uh, circle of bands they're on new age right yep yeah, um, they're probably my favorite um, of, like, this era. You know, obviously, um, like, Turning... Actually, Turning Point's probably my favorite, but, you know, they're close to it. Um, sure. But they're not... Yeah, they're not in my top ten either. All
2: right. Do you okay. think ever, Tom, that this band's influence and overshadows the quality, how much, like... The influence this record yes. has overshadows how much you actually like this record. Hundred percent.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This think, is a,
2: sight a
3: lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Life, Love, Regret is like so easy and kind of it's perfect, like just as like something to remember. Mm-hmm. I think aesthetically and musically too. I mean, m- musically, the bands they impacted impacted a full bunch of people after that. So yes. like, people don't even realize that like you're just kind of doing unbroken. broken. You know what I mean? Uh, for sure. And I think, you know, bands like American nightmare don't happen without Unbroken. broken.
2: Sure. No. And I mean, yeah. when we talk about that. We talk about sonically that, but also lyrically they had a pretty big influence on, on a lot of the 90 stuff that was to come. So oh, wow, 90s exactly. and 2000. So yes. Okay. Nicole, you up how many, I think we're getting towards the end here. How many you got left on
3: your lists? I got four, but I mean, I'm, I didn't really keep track.
2: Nicole? How many do you I have, also out? Have, four. I have? I have four. I have left, two. Yeah. Okay, let's see. let's do two more. Everybody.
1: Okay. okay. I have into another. Ignore us.
2: Oh, on my also art. on my list. Yep, also on, on my, my list. Mark. Ooh. Yeah. That's
1: cool. I can't be mad. Um. It,
2: is it your so that's your favorite into another record?
1: Probably. Yeah. yeah. I would have to say so I mean I I enjoy almost all of it but this one is just I always go back to it I always play it first I enjoy listening to it the most I think
2: I think it's this and Seamless for me um I think this record might be no it's Seamless is my number one but this record's number two because they're starting to get a little weirder and more melodic and like I think they're kind of keying in what they can do really well mm. But I mean, I think underrated is some of the heaviness of the first couple into another records, like yeah. creepy EP, yeah. self-titled. Yeah. Like, there's some there's some like heavy shit going on there. I love um,
1: it. You're
3: lost to running into walls.
1: <laughs> I I literally would
2: no. I, I love, I love running run into, into walls. Wall. Uh, what, what we got? Two snowflakes is on this one. There's some yep, good tracks yep. on this. Someone's
3: getting right? married yeah. to that song.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody's
1: crying.
3: I was having a seance. Yeah,
2: yeah. Anytime you can (laughs) reference having a seance on a hardcore record, I'm in. Um, This definitely, definitely was on the like super experimental side. I remember the way they described it uh, in promos was "Rush meets the Bad Brains," and uh, not wrong. (laughs) Yo, it's not too far off. Somehow it works. I, the my favorite into another song is the song "Locksmith and Lawyers." So fucking good, seamless. Fuck, Um, I think have has have you guys heard Alex and Nicole I, Tom I'm betting you've heard it but maybe you haven't have you guys heard the into another record soul control no yes no okay it's it's electronic music
3: and that why would it what, what, did hollywood go what, like go under is that why they didn't release it what happened
2: hollywood went under <laughs> hollywood owned the masters and it i think the band actually died. up before, well, the band breaks up. They, they record the record, but the band breaks up and then um, it never comes out. So that's so wild. Yeah. Um, very, a very weird listen, not mandatory listening, but uh, certainly a unique
3: space for Richie
2: Underdog's career.
3: Were they under, were they under, um, were they bef- like before ahead of the curve with the whole electronica thing?
2: Maybe they, yeah. I mean, in in this space, sure. What's what gets <laughs> kind of lost in the sauce is that uh, Richie was living in California at this time. I think he was like sort of in some pretty interesting circles with interesting creative people and sure. interesting famous people. Interesting. And I, yeah, interesting is right. And I think that there was some different influences going on. And I mean, that dude's a a, a weird creative guy into all types of music. I don't know that Soul Control landed, but I'm very curious had it gotten mass release, like similar to how the Ink and Dagger electronic records kind of went over like a loud to... fart. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it would have been similar to that.
3: Where can I could is that on like YouTube or something? Can I I'm sure
2: it? I bet you could find it on YouTube. All I'll right. look right now. Um,
4: what
2: Alex, what was the, what did you think the first time you heard into another soul control?
4: Um, honestly, I probably only listened to it one time and then kept it moving um, <laughs> it, it, it the right it, impulse yeah, it didn't uh, I mean I had like a I had a download of it, and then yeah, like I said, I listened to it and then it just sat in my iTunes library and I never went back to it and I still probably haven't listened to it in like ten years, but wow. ignore it though
2: um and just so you know it is on YouTube it's an hour and twelve minutes long Tom. so
3: um, um, well yeah.
2: All right <laughs> um, okay ain't that long
4: <laughs> Alex you're up okay um, next one is a weird one, but it is um, similar to two of the other ones I had on this list uh, it is the handsome self-titled record mm. So I'd put that in the same wheelhouse as like quicksand and shift probably for sure
1: for sure yeah I yeah. love it I'm gonna back him on that 100 percent.
4: Tom, where are you
3: at with handsome? I do love handsome. I, for some reason, they fall outside the hardcore purview to me as compared to the quicksand. I don't and I don't know why. I
4: yeah. thought that too. I thought it might be a little too like alt-rocky for the list, but I figured you know, it's they have mo- there's no mosh parts. Ah, uh, there's mosh parts in there. To me, there's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but there's no quicksand mosh parts in there. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you're, you're right on that. I mean, it's a great
3: the, record, though.
2: In the broad sense of hardcore and hardcore Jays, I think we can, we, we'll allow it, you know. Um,
1: Making a favorite 90s with, without including like sub genres of hardcore was very hard.
2: Really yeah. tough. There's just, he
1: wouldn't okay. let me do something. Now, the fact that he added in like Shift and Handsome, I was surprised, but I uh, respect what it. Like
4: Oh, what were you thinking?
1: Uh, I really, I love Hole. I wanted to put yeah. Hole on there, but he was like, that's not hardcore, man.
4: I mean, yeah. handsome. Handsome is more hardcore than whole.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll agree to disagree.
4: I do.
2: No. I I fuck with whole heavy. I, I do mean, I love whole. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not <laughs> strictly in the purview, and it's hard. But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll parse things later. It's tough. All
3: right.
2: It's yeah, t- Tom, what you got?
3: Oh, it's my turn. It yeah. is. All right. I got it. nothing that anyone's gonna back me on. Fuck it. Um, Fuck it Bob might back me on this I'm going with Lifetime Jersey's Best Dancers
2: Oh yeah, I will back you on that What do you guys think, Hudson Valleyers?
1: I used to love that band mm-hmm. Um, but now I listen to it and I cringe
3: Oh Wow Yeah How would you really feel?
1: That was like way easier than you crushing me before
4: <laughs> Alex, which Alex hit us, hit us. So good. I uh, I never got into this band. I mean, it uh, the vocals are like so obviously I heard Newfound Glory before I heard Lifetime, and the vocals sure. always remind me of Newfound Glory. So, I, and I mean, I like Newfound yeah. Glory, but if I want to listen to that, I'll just listen to them and not Lifetime. So that's that's right, yeah. At.
1: But yeah. I I honestly think that if they they hold, like, a certain time and place, like, for me. Yeah. Like, me and my oh. best friend growing up, we loved that band so much, and we we were ride or die, so I can't talk shit about them. It's just, like, not that I, I shouldn't say I cringe when I listen to them, it's just, like, I could never listen to an album from front to back now.
3: Okay. Really? Because that was... record's so quick.
1: Yeah, it is. I guess, I guess maybe hard. I'll, you know what, maybe I'll revisit it.
2: <laughs> Yo, Nicole. Yeah. I was waiting for you to hit us with some like real heavy thing. Like, ah, I used to really like it, but then I graduated elementary school. No real music. I was waiting. No, like, it really um,
4: hurt my feelings.
1: No, uh, I like Tom too much to be that mean.
2: True. Jersey's that. best dancers or are um, Hello Bastards? Hello Bastards.
3: I go Jersey's best dancers. Honestly,
1: I'll agree. Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I think I do too. But for me, I, I I I heard Jersey's Best Dancers first, and I always thought it was better than Hello Bastards. And then I eventually did a dive and, and kind of like absorbed Hello Bastards more and enjoy it more. But but right. like Jersey's Best Dancers, I think is a better record. It's more concise. Um, Yo, know, if, if anybody wants these lifetime floor punch parallels, here's another band from New Jersey who, as their career went on, they got faster and faster. So that's um, true. They, Take that for what it is. A um, little like bit of difference one, in sound. There? What's that?
3: There's another parallel in there.
2: Oh, sure. There's a ton. Yeah, we got we got a few. X. Uh, they're all... Uh, both both bands are X release um, Oh, wait. Are they? Uh, well, whatever. They're X release yeah, crew. Yeah. Ex-Edison crew. Well, because
3: Ari um, played drums.
2: Ari played drums... He,
3: in he, Release and Resurrection.
2: He didn't play drums in Release. He was... Crew, he played drums in enough and up front uh,
3: to get. He was OG, like
2: he he was crew. He he, he, I'm sure he recorded backups on those records. He also was encouraged to go real deep cut. Um, Do you like Hello Bastards or the 2009 uh, reunion record? 2006 reunion record, I should say.
3: Oh my god! 2006, Um, titled. Yeah. I'd probably go Hello Bastards, but it's close.
2: Yeah, it's a good reunion record. Okay, yeah, I fuck with that. I—that's an outside contender for my top ten. I have to think about it. It's close, um, but Nicole, get us back to some real music.
1: Whoa. Uh You are gonna hate no. my last one.
2: All right, let's hear it.
1: I—I I think we should just skip me.
2: Is it Slim? Sh- Is it like the Marshall Mathers LP or something? That's—it's a cool record.
1: No, it's actually. Um, I was like, he's not going to say when we were mentioning stigmata because I almost put stigmata. That's okay. In my top ten, but um, "Dying Breed," uh, "Take My Soul, Give Me Grave." I I love it. Okay. I'm kind of all over the place in my music taste, but I love that. Yeah, album a lot.
2: Okay, is that the heaviest record that's been mentioned so far?
4: Uh, it's, probably. It's pretty heavy. Uh, it's it's
1: not as heavy as all at
4: war, to me at least. In know. a
1: different sense, I think for sure.
4: It's more straightforward than, like, All Out War, I would say. Yeah. Marauder, even. Um, it's more straightforward than I think a lot of people would give it credit for.
2: Because of the aesthetics of the whole thing.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people would probably even write the band off just because of the whole, like, associations with, you know, whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just a great, a great record. Tell you know, me I
2: about need. Dying Breed. Um,
4: Troy, so they're, yeah, they're from Troy, upstate yep. New York. Yep. Um, capital region.
2: Yes, um, the crown jewel of the empire, as we call it.
4: Yes, yes. Is this Maybe the thing up right right from yes. Facecast? No, no, no. That's like, who was that? He was in uh, Jacket.
3: That's right, yeah. okay. Yeah.
4: yeah. Um, no, this is, uh, I don't know, I mean, the guys in this band might have been in, like, Jacket or whatever. Yeah, sure. What other Troy bands, but, yeah, it's like, it's just... 90s hardcore sounds like New York other like New York stuff I mean I'd compare it to Madball it's got some some so it's like both. if
2: I really fuck with the cranial abuse tracks um, I should I should go check this out
4: nah well cranial Nobody? abuse nah yeah. that's that's Stigmata that, yeah it's a Stigmata guy but that's more like that was more like street punk or like oil I right? know yeah, yeah. I, never, I don't know. I never heard it, but that's what It's, I some, it's some older Albany
2: shit that's not very good. Sorry, people, but it's not very good. Um, okay. Dying breed. Dirty. Dirty. Uncle Sam, approved. It's pretty approved. dirty,
1: but okay. it's good. Give it a little, peep. peep if you have it. Peep um, that
4: peep, shit. Peep it. Alex, Definitely. what you got? Give us your last one, Alex. All right. Yo, my last one is for Tom because we talked about this recently. 25 to life, keeping it real. <laughs> I am hurt you probably unorthodox
3: didn't make the cut but keeping it real made the cut oh, no, no, no. I honestly would have gotten mad at the- him the-
1: if he didn't put that shit on his list because no. he listens to it all the time
3: okay
2: indecision we, we said because you were going to be on we we knew you know you are going to be on So, and actually he might have you listed on the other list that we're doing Tom
3: okay
4: you are listed on the other list. You would have, yeah. been, you would have made this one as well, but I, uh, you know, since you're on here, I didn't want to, you know.
3: All right. As long as we give that, like, rejoinder in the beginning. So it's kind of like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, you
3: know, I see Twitter. We were on, like, a decent portion. Hatebreed was on all of them. We were on maybe 30%, 40% maybe. I was pretty, I was pretty psyched. As you should be. But no, please talk about keeping it real
4: it's just um, it's a good New York hardcore record the vocals might be the only thing that um, I could see being hard to get through but otherwise like the music is just good hardcore to me I don't know how much like good clean fun is it not at all
2: (laughs) I mean more than more than not probably
4: a little bit honestly I've actually never heard good clean fun so I don't know but if if you like 25 to life check it out Um, (laughs) yeah
1: Peep <laughs> that shit.
4: I think you just trolled everybody.
2: Yeah. Um Tom, what's up for you? Last one. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're done with twenty five to life. Alex, I, I love, love you. We're of done.
3: Pallet, tons pallet. of talent. Uh um,
4: I, I respect well, you putting it on there. I do, I do. I I mean I had to keep it true to my, my, my taste, you know. I love it. We had to you make it a little yeah.
1: interesting. You know? I do.
2: Yo, y'all, y'all brought some good flavor <laughs> today. This is a spicy Poughkeepsie burrito. I appreciate it.
3: kept it, <laughs> it real. We kept it real.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. As a, I I got,
3: fuck, I got three left, man. What am I going to do here?
2: You give, I, us the, you give us the two as honorable mentions, and then we go hard on the one.
3: Okay. I'm going to go uh, avail 4 a.m. Friday as an honorable mention. All right. Take it all. Scratch the surface. Honorable mention okay and i'm gonna go cave in until your heart stops
2: okay where are you guys out on cave in until your heart stops
4: (laughs) it's a good record um it's not anywhere near any top list for me but um it's good you know i don't i'm not a hater on it nicole you fuck with it at all or nah
1: uh to be honest i don't really have like enough to formulate opinions sure. on it, like enough experience with that, with that band to really give you a good, honest opinion. So I respect okay. Tom for fucking with it. Give it I, a shot. Uh, I
3: think you might be surprised.
2: Um, where do you put this in, in comparison to the others of the more like metallic metal core of the time and kind of like the, like, yo, these are the like cornerstones of this shit. Like, is this better than the Converge records up to this point and maybe as good to some people as Jane Doe? Yes. Yeah, I think that's... I mean, that's the way I've always understood it. Um, if you asked me the question in 1998, what do you think of this record? I'd be like... <laughs> right, But right. in 2020, I'm like, yo, actually, it's pretty listenable. Got some interesting stuff going on in a way. Um, and it's less... like. The one thing that happens after this record and after Jane Doe are a lot of the records that have this kind of like, not it's it's not this isn't technical metal like tech metal like like right.
3: uh, like um uh Candomeria.
2: Did they Sh-
1: do a tour with Between the bear and Me?
3: I would imagine so. That's
2: very, yeah. very. Likely. I
1: think I saw. I think I saw them at the Chance.
2: Yeah, th- that's very likely. They, but but like they were. They were very good at their instruments. Yeah, a lot of metallic stuff going on. But what happens with the stuff that was going more this direction after this and after Jane Doe is a lot of it starts getting sassy
0: mm-hmm. and
2: and having this weird kind of like a lot more pretentiousness to it and a lot of like and I mean I think a lot of the metalcore world after this and and like by metalcore world I mean almost anything Trustkill almost anything Ferret. Uh, present company definitely excluded from that Tom but you know (laughs) you you get what I mean like there's a lot of these bands who all of a sudden like uh, love the smell of their own shit but this record doesn't have any of that on it you know Um, and it it almost
3: doesn't like fake the funk like they're not like they're definitely hardcore kids but they're like they're not they don't consider them like they don't consider this like them playing hardcore songs no
2: no no Mm -hmm. they know what they're doing and they're doing something a little different and they're fucking they're like on it and uh, yeah, like respect to them. I also think the pivot to what they do on Jupiter from this is like another respect move. Like, all right, cool. Like, I fuck with it. Um, until I mean, your heart Jupiter
3: stops,
2: is insane. It's, it's insane. It's a post-hardcore record. Like, I, yeah. I think if you like Quicksand and you haven't heard Cave and Jupiter, you should go check it out now. Um, but until your heart stops, is the it is the metalcore record that I. Don't like particularly, or really, you know, I'm not a real fan of the genre, but that I respect a lot and think is actually kind of cool. Like, I think if there's anything, this record is a cool record.
3: Yeah, absolutely. All
2: right, yo, this was a super fun activity and it took longer than I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, it did. this is fun. Um, Alex and Nicole, thank you for joining us. Will you guys be free to join us to uh, f- complete part two of this, this four hour jo- voyage? Of course, I, I I am yes, of course. Oh yeah, Mister Quarantine. All right, well we yeah. will uh, we will <laughs> we'll contact your representatives, Tom. We, we you know we'll we'll kind of coordinate. Um, thank you for everybody for joining us. Have a great yeah, night. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
1: You
0: Bye. Bye. Peace.